cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Welcome to this edition of Cover Story on Webmaster Radio FM. I'm your host, Joe Belaurier of PR Web. I apologize. I'm going to be clearing my throat a lot today. There's a crud going around, and unfortunately, uh, my spectacular co-host, Brandy Shapiro-Babin, has also been inflicted with this. Uh, She's worse off than me. Uh, Brandy, if you're listening, get better. Uh, We want to get you back here because certainly people don't want to listen to just me. But uh, today, you're not going to have to listen to just me. We do have a guest uh, on that's a very interesting guest, uh, Mr. James uh, Lukashevsky, uh, who advises, coaches, and counsels uh, the folks that run large corporations and organizations uh, that uh, face problems that, uh, you know, I I guess for lack of a better term, that might result in a, a PR bath. Uh, communication problems that uh, often are only resolved through, uh, you know, leadership and and positive strategic communication. So, uh, James, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. Good to be with you. I'm sorry to hear that uh, Brandy's under the weather. Yeah, me too. <coughs> she's uh, she's always a, a great source of energy on the show here, and which absolutely definitely wow. missed. But she tells me great things about uh, what you're doing there, and uh, you know, let's get into it here. All right. Um, uh, tell me a little bit. You know, I, I I gave a thumbnail about what you're about. Uh, what is your uh, your well, thirty seconds? My um my particular area, my my particular specific niche is I would call serious serious trouble. Most people don't meet me, <laughs> won't meet me unless I'm giving a presentation or the police are on the way, something along that line. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and I deal really, I deal primarily the really the toughest. Uh, most uh, tricky issue issues that people can face in their circumstances. And uh, it's uh, just even an illustration. I got a call yesterday from somebody. Wanted, he said they were considering three firms for the crisis they had. And I said, "Well, you've got time to bid the job out. It's not a crisis yet." So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that anyway. uh, makes for uh, interesting uh, life for you, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I work in, I work in all like areas say, of crisis. So, people but need uh, need the help. assistance right away. Mm-hmm. Sure. And in this day and age of you know immediate communications, um, you know, does, is that a boon or a or, or a challenge uh, for you in reacting to these situations? Well, I've been doing this for almost thirty years, so you know it's it's, it's uh, something that comes with the territory. It's very interesting, and so it, 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 every day is different around here, and every problem that comes along has a similarities to other you know, similarities to other similar situations, but they all are unique based on the particular circumstances, but um, people often ask, you know, how can you deal with all this stress and tension? We get, you know, on the one hand, you get people going to prison, on the other hand, you get people who are dying or ill, you get, you know, uh, these products out there, that sort of thing, and I keep saying to them, actually, you know, I'm not the one going to jail, <laughs> somebody else is, so, <laughs> you know, you can kind of deal with it on that level, I think, to some degree. Uh, I can appreciate that, the, the outside-looking-in perspective sure. is probably uh, a healthy place to be. By, by, certainly. 
<clears throat> we, uh, you know, in the PR world today, the, everyone is challenged to give up control of their brand. The, the communications are, you know, going out to the employees on blogs. Uh, people are talking about companies uh, online. Is that necessitated uh, your services uh, more so than in the past? Absolutely. In fact, it's a it's a growing field of growing concern. In fact, I think I think um, it is one of those things that is that, that senior management in particular really needs to seriously consider. Uh, in this sense, um, we 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 really we don't much own anything anymore. Uh, as you mentioned, well, the employees feel they own it. That's excellent, but they're all talking about it uh, in their own terms and on their own frequency, so to speak, and at their own rate. Uh, others are, are competitors are talking about it. Our critics are talking about it. Our customers are talking about it too. But the old sales adage still holds true. You know, the satisfied customer will tell five other people, and a dissatisfied customer will tell thirty other people. So uh, the issue for for management these days, as well as for communicators, is that we we in a sense are constantly working to establish some kind of equilibrium in terms of how much we can get across to people that matters from our perspective and how much we're spending time managing what they're telling people from their perspective. So the dynamic has changed dramatically in terms of who, you're right, who controls the brand, who controls the language around the brand. And I guess what surprises me is the, the ambivalence still uh, of so many companies um, to establish blogs, to establish these connections to these new um, uh, information and, and, and um, ideation marketplaces, which are being created by technology and by the interest of the public in in having these conversations, uh, I was uh, I, I, I teach a great deal, and, and when we talk about these the new media environment, this is one of those things that I think I find still um, not so much puzzling. Just I'm I'm just uh, concerned really that those people who run companies are are not really taking these things as seriously as they should, and so I come into the picture when they get they get in the middle of one of these things and suddenly we have to start things from scratch and start our thinking from scratch about how to deal with these circumstances. So are you proposing that the new media mechanisms are a way to create the the positive content uh, to to provide that balance uh, or is so. it a uh, does it present new exposure it, new it, new it, risk it, risk exposure? Well, Interesting question. Uh, this is, you know, it, it, when, when we talk about, we, we're still talking with many companies about, you know, really having more effective just websites, and and you know they're they're still reluctant. They say, well, Jim, we don't want to put this stuff on the world wide web because the world will know. And I said, lucky you. No, uh, one of the biggest problems we have with the world wide web is, is that the world doesn't care. And so <laughs> just putting it out there is putting it out there. But and if you want people to know about it, then, then that's an entirely different matter. And it, has to be, it, has to, it takes a whole level of different energy um, and recognition of what you've got to accomplish to get it done. I think I heard a study or a guy talking the other day, and he was mentioning how many websites there are and how many millions of websites. And he said the average visitation on these websites is about 17 visits. And he said, um, you know, uh, uh, 16 of those visits are from the person who set it up. The, the other visit was from the guy who put it together. But the, uh, the <laughs> other 16 visits are for the people visiting to see if anybody come yet to see their stuff. So <clears throat> I think there's, there are a lot of misperceptions out there uh, about about you know the, the, what these things, what these things can actually do, or what they actually cause. And um, what we're, we're being guided by quite often are this, the examples where somebody really does mess something up, 
therefore it does get crosswise with an audience for a group of people. And that's the story where, you know, the millions of hits and all this stuff happening and it gets into the traditional media channels, then we find out about it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> right. Uh, yeah, with employees blogging and such, I, I, I just assume, and, and, you know, that's why we have you here to clarify mm-hmm. my assumptions, uh, that there's an exposure uh, because they're not necessarily versed in the laws of slander and defamation. Uh, are you seeing uh, 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 issues where the employees are actually, you know, putting the company out there uh, for defamation lawsuits and slander lawsuits? Well, I, I, you know, defamation slander. These are very interesting areas of communication, and <clears throat> from the United States perspective. Um, these are very challenging concepts to um, to really take to court. Uh, in other co- even even in Canada and other places, I mean, it, 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 you don't really have this First Amendment circumstance that we have here to our Constitution. Um, in Canada and Europe, it's much easier to prosecute and to um, litigate in terms of libel and slander. Um, <clears throat> so it, it really depends, sort of, on your on your your your, your legal environment. What I do see, quite honestly, is uh, in employee communication in this venue, is that you know when you see what they talk about about the company, 99% of the time they are making valid observations, uh, and they're making valid observations in many cases because they are being ignored by management. There are problems that are occurring. They may actually misunderstand the problems or the significance of them, but since management is not communicating about them. Uh, then someone they feel has to, and so they this is what they do. And you know, in my opinion, management can't get mad that the employees are talking about this. I mean, most employees, I think, uh, are defending where they work and defending the kind of things that their companies do. That's why they do this stuff. And management is just irritated because they didn't get to give permission for them to talk. And the problem is that the you know management isn't talking because they think they don't want to talk about. What we've learned is that, you know, the most toxic strategy of all is to not communicate, especially about things that matter to other people. So this is a natural outcome of, of generally, of management refusing or just simply failing to communicate. So this is a pattern we can anticipate. And what, what's happened, what's changed is it's just so much easier for employees to talk now and to find an audience for the platform that they have, you know, at their laptop or their desktop. So this is this is what I was saying before. Why I'm I'm really uh, sort of still sort of amazed at at the uh, slowness with which most of management is catching up with the need to be up to speed on these uh, new communications forms and actually be engaged in working with them so that they can you know develop this equilibrium between the opinions that are going to be out there and more present than they have been in the past and what is really going on. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's take a break here, and when we come back, let's talk about how, uh, you know, some advice to uh, the corporate leadership on how they can do just that. And I'll give so, some thank you, James. We'll, we're on the firing line, too. Yeah. We'll be right back after this break. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. 
satisfied with your conversion rate? FutureNow's Call to Action Seminar is landing in Orlando, Florida, January 15th at the Sheraton Safari. This seminar is led by best-selling author and conversion rate guru, Brian Eisenberg. The day before, January 14th, our copywriting experts, Holly Buchanan and Jeff Sexton, will be instructing the Persuasive Online Copywriting Seminar. That evening, seminar attendees can attend happy hour with the experts, mingle and talk web stuff with Brian, Holly, and Jeff poolside. Attend one or both seminars. For prices and registration details, go to futurenowinc.com forward slash training. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the server. It's going to blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. Scott. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com. Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Trying to get into this community site, bringing this new thing up and going. I'm hoping what it will do especially is, you know, people get out, it's hard for new people to network. So this is a way for you to say, oh, I saw that you're going to go. Well, I'm going to go. Should we go together and be friends? Like, no, dude, just because you said you were going to go, you're not going to go with me. People don't say that to me. Well, they buy you drinks if they need to get something. The Daily Searchcast. Live broadcast Monday through Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization. Channel only on webmasterradio.fm. Podcasting at the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back, everybody. Joe Belorier here. This episode of Cover Story with our guest, James Lukashevsky of the Lukashevsky Group. And uh, we're talking today about uh, the exposure that uh, corporations have uh, in this day of immediate and open communication and also, you know, their lack of uh, taking advantage of the opportunities in this realm. Uh, so, James, as we went to break, you were talking about, uh, you know, your your surprise with uh, the lack of pickup uh, that corporations are doing uh, within this realm. Uh, what advice do you have uh, for the corporations and those uh, at the, the ground level, as you mentioned, uh, to set out to create that uh, that balancing content uh, to, uh, you know, create a, a balanced perspective out there in and amongst the, the rabbles? comments <laughs> i think a couple of things I, well actually three things from, from from the corporation's perspective or from the from the boss's perspective i guess is the way to put it i think that um you know em- employees look for platforms they want it they want to be heard they have they now have a platform to be heard 
inside and outside the company. Um, <clears throat> but I think from the boss's perspective, if they're looking for a way to connect with employees, this is clearly going to become the way. In fact, it is the way. Um, <clears throat> as it turns out, this has become one of, the, one of the major expectations of employees, and that is that their companies, their leaders, their managers will engage in these communication processes um, because they do, because it, it's so ubiquitous in their, in their lives, whether it's uh, you know, so, something, something like a YouTube or it's something just simply like you know, a blog or uh, some other specialized kind of direct communication with individuals on a person-to-person basis. Um, so the first thing is, I think, is for for bosses to recognize that this this these this technology is here to stay. This re- this relationship uh, connection with employees is here to stay, and they're they're already using it for the most part. And so we're kind of late to the game in our ability to use it really in a productive way to not not just to balance things, but I think to provide information that employees don't have. Um, they should be monitored. The second point is they should be monitoring these things. Even if they're not engaged in it, they should be monitoring them just to have, just to get a level of understanding of what employees are thinking and talking about. From my perspective, to be able to, um, again, intervene is a pretty strong word, but, but to be ready to sort of step in and correct and clarify those things that are misunderstandings, misstatements, or simply things that, that are um, uh, misunderstood entirely. The third thing is that this, since this is the uh, process of the future, the time to start learning how to use this effectively to manage and to lead is now. And the longer you wait, the more likely it is you're going to learn it in a circumstance which is going to be negative or going to be adversarial or going to be critical, So, which is, also, which is always a good time to learn. But um, to me, the better way is to start today and begin to get be familiar with these processes because they're really going to begin to dominate even more the communication channels that we have because they're so they're so acceptable and accepted by those who use them. Now, the other part of your question, Joe, had to do with um, really, and this is this is the large part of my work. What do you do when th- these devices are used against you as an organization or perhaps as an individual, which often happens? And this is where communicators and those involved in communication have to sort of step back and take a look uh, at what they're doing. The response processes here are quite different than the traditional public relations responses that I see being practiced and sometimes practiced in response to these these matters. For example, um, I've actually developed a, I, I call this the manifesto for victory, but it's really a series of steps and, and uh, it's a series of sort of lessons or, or principles that need to guide you when you're working in this medium. That are, I think that I actually apply these in in the old-fashioned kind of uh, serious situation mode, but they're especially important in the in the web. Let me give you a couple of samples here. For example, one one is um, just the, one of the most important ones is when you're talking in this media. In these mediums is to speak only for yourself. What often happens here is what I see businesses doing. They're trying to explain why people are angry. They're trying to explain what what. How, how bad somebody else's view is or who these people are. They're trying often to discredit people. And what you find in this environment is, you know, it's tough enough to get your own viewpoint across without trying to explain for somebody else. And the downside is, if you made a comment in a newspaper story, let's say, <coughs> it would be, would be pretty difficult for the, for the opposition, the person you're challenging, perhaps to respond directly to what you're saying, even in the same news cycle, even today when we have this 24-hour news. But in the kinds of conversations that are happening now, um, these conversations are a continuum, each, each monitoring the other and each responding sometimes in real time, especially in a blogging mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. So 
the issue for in terms of controlling your own dialogue is to speak for yourself um, uh, directly and let others explain their own circumstances. Always let them speak for themselves. Um, does this make sense for what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, it makes lots of sense. I mean, we, <clears throat> those of us that uh, remember the the bulletin board systems of uh, pre-internet days, yes, uh, even understand this. Uh, this this uh, grew out of uh, the conversations that occurred nearly real time back then, mm-hmm. and still persists today. And <clears throat> you know, there's the term flame wars. Uh, yes, resonates with a lot of people out there still, and that's where you know the discrediting was going on, as opposed to really trying to present the counter argument or the the new model uh, to make the old model obsolete. It was more you know let's just discredit them outright. Here's something else we're recommending too, which is really it is to, is to talk to time. In other words, um, I like to when we're, when we're responding to issues or even describing issues. I like to limit the comments, and we're t- you know, these are all in writing for the most part, um, to 75 to 150 words. And the reason for that is because in English-speaking culture, 75 words is approximately 30 seconds speaking time. And even in the most urgent issues, what I find is if you can talk about it in 75 words, 30 seconds speaking time, what you will actually do is help whoever sees it actually use your words. The biggest problem with communication is we do a lot of it. And we think somehow that more facts, more data, and more stuff will convince people. Most people, even people who are victims of something we've done, if they have just a handful of words that is, that is, that is, that is honest, open, explains something, uh, even if it's only one item, that actually will condition them to use the words that you've given them. But you start giving them more words than that. Um, that's when they start to make it up, because they don't understand. So in this, in this arena, even though there's a lot of writing going on, you know, to me, the most powerful messages are the ones that are between 75 and 150 words. In other words, it takes about between 30 seconds and a minute to say them out loud. This is the way to conduct a very productive argument and a way to keep things on track. But the longer you write, the more points you make, the more things you try to get across, the more likely it is you're raising questions um, that people are going to comment on. And, and, and that's what makes these, these processes grow out of control. Actually, we're the ones responsible. The responders are more responsible than the people who initiate things because of the way we respond. That makes a lot of sense. I'd, I'd never really thought of it that way, but the, you know, the bite-sized piece uh, is going to resonate a lot more and cause a lot less grief. Let's take a quick break here, and then sure. we'll uh, come back and uh, we'll, we'll wrap all this up. And uh, yeah, the so we'll be back after the break. Process. Okay. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. XY7.com. Do you have a website? XY7.com. Would you like to convert your clicks into cash? XY7.com. Is the affiliate network that pays you daily? XY7.com. Not all website clicks are the same, but they're all worth money. XY7.com. Join today and start earning cash now. XY7.com. Has guaranteed commissions. You'll get paid even if we don't. Go to XY7.com now. Convert your website clicks to cash. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, BOTW.org, since 1994. 
Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions. 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Become a Webmaster Radio VIP member and enjoy access to all the newest and coolest features on the WebmasterRadio.fm website. With our VIP membership, you'll be able to search thousands of our podcasts by keyword with our power search feature, all the way down to the episode level, and search through thousands of transcripts. For less than 99 cents a day, less than the cost of what you spend on cigarettes, you'll have access to a wealth of valuable information. You don't need cigarettes anyway, because WebmasterRadio.fm is smoking. Smoking. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back. We're here with James Lukashevsky of the Lukashevsky Group. And uh, wrapping up our interview here, uh, you know, we're in the middle of the, the political season, and there's no better mudslinging examples uh, than during such a, a phase in our our society. Uh, does this uh, generate uh, much in the way of business for you, uh, being the troubleshooter that you are? Well, I I do very little in politics. Um, I, I generally try to pick the folks I work for, and I've only worked for a handful over the years. I actually was in government for a number of years, years ago in the state of Minnesota, um, so I kind of know what it's like to be there. It was not an elective office, but um, but I really, uh, it, it, if anything, you know, politics in this time and era is is, is testing these new new communication strategies, new communication technologies to the to the limit. I think, um, and maybe responsible for some. Some useful advances by the times of types of sites, especially the presidential candidates. They've got the money to do it, so they're experimenting with some of the latest things that we can do. So, you know, I think there's a technology benefit and a communications benefit to watch these things going on. But apropos of our discussion, um, the the issue really comes down in president in presidential campaigns, in particular, it really comes down to leadership, <clears throat> and it comes down and, and, and leadership expressed both in writing and in person, but ever more in writing because people are, and this is also what's important about the, the, our discussion about the web and these other new technologies, you know, um, president, presidents rise and fall often on what they said 20 years ago. 
<laughs> I'm not right. being often on the same day in the same show. Um, and it always that always seems sort of cute when you could do that. You watch Meet the Press or something, and, and Tim Russert brings up something they said on Meet the Press, you know, back in the 70s or something. <clears throat> but the nowadays, you know, everything you say and do has the potential for, for being there forever, no matter what. So, you know, the lesson for communicators and for those who are doing the communicating who pay us is it, it's time to be extraordinarily careful about what you say because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna pass your words probably several times in your life as you go through the process, especially if you're in politics. So I think there's a new reality here about, about what we say and how it can, can boomerang and come back and bite us again. I often refer to certain kinds of language, especially negative language, as verbal vegetables, you know, because sooner or later, after you serve them up, you know, you're going to have to eat them down the road somewhere. So <laughs> want to ease up on the verbal vegetables, right? Right, right. And and video today, you know, it's being transcripted and therefore indexable, and people right. can search by phrases. And I've seen at a number of PR trade shows where I can say, I want to see all the times that Hillary spoke on gun control. And yeah. boom, 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 boom. I mean, your, your wish is my command. The computer spits it out in a matter of seconds. And you can search, you can search on, on her outfit, whoops. I think, you know. You can on, <laughs> I you, bet you, you're you, right. Right. She's wearing a blue blouse. Now she wears the same blue blouse in the campaign. And I mean, it's really astounding what we're, we're what we're cataloging and indexing. It's going to be it's going to be. I think maybe for the next twenty years, it's going to be really horrifying until, <laughs> until we all learn to moderate our language and and really pay attention to the future uses of what we're saying and writing today. And we're in the middle of a societal period where we're most interested in what people are doing wrong. Uh, something I need to give credit to Jamie Lee Curtis. I heard her mention this during an interview, and it just resonated with me that we focus on the things that are broken in people. And, you know, the Jerry Springer show is a great example of that and everything that's followed in its wake. Uh, So there's a real magnetism out there for the media to get an audience, for bloggers to promote these flame wars, uh, to what have you, to promote uh, the negative issues. And as, as long as we're gravitating towards that, you certainly will not have a shortage of business. I think so. You know, the old adage in, in television news, if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, Oh, sad you know, but true. We're doing uh, exactly how the do, same thing. How, how do people find out more about what you're doing? I have a wonderful website, a really fantastic website, e911.com, www.e911.com. It's a teaching site in crisis management and leadership under stress, you might say, so... Uh, it's really designed for, uh, for, for the practitioner, for the business person, for the leader to take a look at the issue they're going to be facing uh, out there. I have a new website starting in February based on a new book I have coming out called Why Should the Boss Listen to You? And this particular website will be all, just really about giving advice to people who are running things uh, in situations of trouble and other kinds of circumstances. So I'm easy to find. Great. Great. Well, that's uh, the time we have to spend today. It's been a pleasure talking with you, James. I really appreciate your insights and, and wisdom. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, our producers for making the show possible, of course. And uh, join us next week for another edition of Cover Story on Webmaster FM, uh, when hopefully Randy will be back to uh, help us out here. And uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye, everybody. Destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere.